Bless your name, Jesus. Certainly the Lord is greater than anything and calling upon his name and letting him know that he is greater is what we have come to do. And certainly we thank and praise God for each of you that have joined in with us today. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Listen, I want to I want to remind you of something uh, as we go further in the service that you have come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven and to God, the judge of all and to the spirit of just men made perfect. To the author, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Certainly we pray that God is blessing you on this day, uh, known as some is calling it Easter, others are calling it Resurrection Day. You know, but we want to thank God for what he has done uh, every day. Amen. We're going to have an, another selection. Our songstress is in the house. Certainly we thank and praise God for her. Uh, and the Lord has really been blessing her. You know, for those of you that during this, this pandemic time, uh, you know, this has been a, a time of opportunity as well uh, to, um, to do some things. And so certainly we thank and praise God because you have to seize the moment seize the opportunity and uh, you know and she has been going to school and, and studying during this time she didn't waste it and so certainly our hearts are thrilled that she is in the house uh, you know because a lot of school a lot of clinicals was done on the weekend but she's here today to bless the lord and certainly as she come to, to minister and song we want to get with her here at cornerstone we believe in praising and worshiping the lord because that's what we do Amen. God bless you.
Certainly they are. You know, I'm excited about Jesus and what the Lord is, is doing. I'm excited about him for what he's not doing just for me, but what he's doing for you. You know, uh, the Lord is blessed. And I'm telling you, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the uh, people all over the place around the world is, is recognizing uh, what has been implemented into a, a separate holiday to include Christ. And so we're recognizing Christ and what he has done for each of us. And, you know, we're gonna go into the word of God. I endeavor not to be long this morning, 
you know, we often say that ministers, you know, and they say, give me five minutes and those five minutes go multiply somehow, some way, you know, I, I try to avoid that, but I, I want to direct your attention to the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, beginning at verse one, Hebrews, that is Hebrews, the 12th chapter. And I pray if, you, if you're just now starting your day, maybe you're preparing for a service you're on your way to, to church somewhere, you know, uh, or uh, maybe you're getting ready to end your day. You know, there are those that are different time zones that the Lord has blessed us to reach out to. And certainly, we, I don't take anything for granted. I appreciate you allowing us into your home. appreciate you allowing us into your ear and into your thoughts, into your spirit. And, and so we're going to go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy on this day, this fourth day of April 2021. Lord God, you have given us life. You have given us strength, Lord. Lord Jesus, you have blessed us with another opportunity to call out on you. Lord Jesus, and we're here to do just that, to bless your holy name and Savior to lift you up, to exalt you above everything. Lord God, your name is to be praised. Your word is to be glorified, Lord Jesus. And most of all, we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to your will, Lord Jesus. And we pray and ask that you bless us to do that, Lord God, to, uh, to, to, to live, Lord God, a sanctified life. Lord Jesus, bless the meditation of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus, Lord God, if there are those that are sick among us, Lord Jesus, those that are listening that might have ailments right now, Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless, that you would comfort them, Lord God, whatever med medicine that is being taken, that you would bless it to work as prescribed, Lord Jesus, and if it's not the right medicine, Lord, let that come to awareness, Lord, so that they can receive healing. Lord Jesus, and most of all, we pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Hebrews, certainly we're, we have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to magnify God about. We have so much. And, and you know, and words don't always express our gratitude. Sometimes we, our expression is through tears because we're so overwhelmed with the joy of what the Lord has done and what he is doing. Sometimes it's through laughter because the Lord will cause you to laugh and you're rejoicing. And, you know, and there are times that, uh, that you just don't know what to do and you see people break forth in a dance or you see them jumping or, you know, they become very demonstrative. And all of that is in order when it comes down to giving God glory and honor. Uh, you know, when you're happy, you're just happy. And so, uh, you know, you don't have to wait for anyone to tap you on the shoulder to, to dance in the presence of the Lord. No, you just begin rejoicing. Uh, you just begin magnifying and praising him and thanking him for what he has done. And, you know, and that's what we, that's what we believe. Matter of fact, it's scripture. It's scripture. So uh, not going to, uh, the Bible said that when they brought the Ark of the Covenant home, that David just began to rejoice and, and to praise God and to the extent that, that he just started shedding his clothes. And after a while he had, the king had none. 
And, and so he was just praising God and magnifying God and didn't care what other people thought. Don't you know that you ought to praise God and magnify him and, and not care what other people think? Now, I'm not saying disrupt the service. I'm not saying that, but you can you can praise God and magnify him and bless him, uh, you know, continually because God is uh, has done so much uh, for you and I. Uh, he has he has given us a, a plan to make us the head and not the tail. He has given us a plan to make us uh, uh, lenders instead of bars. All we have to do is line up with his will. All we have to do is line up with his word and not deviate from what he has said. That makes the difference. When you deviate, then you, you alter the plan. And, and then you, have, you find that you have to get back on track. But uh, we are, we're gonna not deviate. We're gonna stay right on track, you know, because we know what it's like to deviate from the, from the will of God. We know what it's like to deviate from, uh, you know, even things that you may have uh, on your natural jobs. You deviate and you may not have a job or you don't come up to a certain standard that they're asking you to, uh, you know, and so that's why it's important to study to show yourself approved unto, unto God and to man. And so we're going into the book of Hebrews this morning. Uh, that is chapter 12. Uh, get your device ready or your, your paperback, uh, whichever you prefer. But the Bible says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us, somebody say us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, us, this is all of us, let, let us, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and set and is set down on the at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him. Consider him, Jesus, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your own mind. There are times that you, you may be dealing with something. You're going to deal with things in life, whether you are saved or not. You're going to deal with situations. You, you look in the hospitals. There are people that are saved. There are people that are not saved. You look at over and taking it to the extreme. You look over into the graveyard. There are people there that are saved and not saved. There are people that are dealing with situations uh, uh, that are saved and not saved. You're going to deal with something. You just keep living. You're going to deal with something. The difference is how you handle what you're dealing with, uh, how you deal with things in life, how you deal with someone taunting you, talking about you, teasing you, uh, how uh, you deal with even death. You know, uh, I know that that's not a, a great conversation that people like, but the, the fact is, is that we all were born and then we leave here. We exit. We're going to exit. That life is a temporary assignment. It's not a sad story. Uh, not when we uh, look at the word of God and what he is saying 
and the fact that we have, we're not miserable men. We're not miserable women. We're not children. Our children should be taught not to be miserable, uh, you know, but uh, appreciate who they are and what they have and what they have to look forward to. And so uh, uh, how we deal with things, how we deal with things make a difference. Romans, the fifth chapter, seven through nine says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet pre-adventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commend his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, while we, uh, Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Isn't that good news? That's some fantastic news that we were sinners and now we're saved by the grace of God. Uh, we were not justified, but now we have been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, there is a price for what we do. You know, there's a price for what we say and how we act and the attitudes that we get from time to time and in our immaturity. See, I say in our immaturity because as we mature and learn, we start shedding off some things. You know, we, we start laying some things aside and we realize that, you know, I don't need to walk around with a negative attitude. I don't need to walk around with the wrong mindset, you know, carrying this weight on me because that's what it becomes, a weight. And it burdens you down. You walk into someone's presence and all of a sudden you, you start to feel a certain way when you don't have to because it's in your control. And so we have been justified by the blood and we have been saved from the wrath through him. What wrath? There's some wrath. Uh, there's some wrath that, that, is, that is pending. There's some wrath that is going to unfold. In other words, it's going to manifest there are some things that people are ignoring and walking around, uh, you know, don't want to talk about that. You know, we want to see you come by y'all, you know, and hold hands and skip to the loo, my darling, and all of that. But there is a reality that everyone must face, and there is a wrath. However, uh, talking about Resurrection Sunday, we have been saved from the wrath through him. We've been saved from what can and will occur because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, we're talking about Jesus Christ. Somebody, somebody say Jesus Christ. Uh, come on, somebody say Jesus Christ. Thank you. Uh, we're talking about Jesus Christ. We're not talking about Daddy Rich. We're not talking about uh, 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 Elvis. Uh, we're not talking about Michael. We're not talking about anybody, none of celebrity status except the, the, the star, oh, bless your Lord God, uh, the star, the greatest star, and that is Jesus Christ. You know, when you look back over your life and you begin to think about it, you know, I, I, I begin to think about some things and, and, and I was like, Lord, uh, uh, what, could I, what could I really talk about today? You know, so many people are going to be talking about the uh, that you were crucified, that you died, and you, 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 uh, the, the curse was placed upon you as a crown, you know, the thorns. See, the thorns that was placed upon him represent the curse of the earth. 
And, and you know, and you took all of that from me. You know, and I, I'm, I'm like, but what can I, you know, with, now that I, I have a little time under my belt, you know, a, a little time uh, under my belt. I, I have some years of experience and, and understanding a, a little bit of, of a few things. You know, I may not know as much as others or a few, but, but I, I know a little bit about something. You know, one of the things that I, that I realized is that we were all guilty. Huh? Guilty as all get out. And we didn't have a blank check to write. You know, some folks have, a, have, have so much money, they could just, uh, you know, when they come down to the judge, the district attorney, uh, you know, when it come down to the prosecutor and different things, they have enough, uh, you know, to, to have influence. Uh, they name by itself has influence. Uh, we heard about it on lower levels where, where maybe uh, an officer uh, saw someone that, that is in a certain position from the government or the mayor's office and instead of uh, arresting them for being driving under the influence, they ushered them home, you know, and, uh, you know, covered up and all. We don't have that kind of influence. Uh, you know, we, we need some help. You, you know, uh, we need somebody to help us out of the situation. And so uh, uh, we don't. We didn't have an attorney, you know, in our pocket. Nobody on our side that could that could say the right things because there's really nothing that anybody could say for the damnable things that we have done. Uh, there's nobody that could justify or say any of the, you know, to make the judge believe that that we didn't know what we was doing. Mighty God. You, you know, I think you heard it, and I kind of hated myself, so let me, let me slow down here. But guilty as all get out. But the Bible, the Bible says, you know, that for the joy, the joy, there was something uh, that was deep down uh, on the inside at the core of everything, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Now, joy is identified as a great feeling of pleasure and happiness. Uh, it's not described uh, are the different levels of joy, even uh, though they exist, because there are different levels, you know, of joy. Uh, you know, there's extreme joy that, that we get happy and, you know, it's, you know, and we, we show out and that crazy and stuff, and that's all right. And then there's joy that you, you feel it, but you may not go that, that path that route with it. Joy, it, it, it comes from the thought of doing or receiving something. Uh, you know, maybe you have a great inheritance that's coming. You, you know, you know one day it's going to show up and, uh, you know, and you're not pushing it, but you just know that it's written out, you know, and you're happy about that. Uh, then there, you know, you, maybe you got some news that, that you were going to uh, get this particular job. And, and so you're happy about that. You can't wait. You're ecstatic. You know, you're making up all kind of plans, what you're going to do in your new position and, and all of that. And so a joy is the thought of doing or receiving something. It is the expectation of the end result. I've I got some joy this morning uh, because I, I have some, some thoughts and expectations of receiving something. Uh, you know, and, and certainly I, I have some joy in the thought and expectation of what God has stored up for us that believe. And so joy dictates what you are willing to go through uh, for that payday. Uh, are you willing to go through something for that payday? Uh, joy determines the sacrifice uh, that you are willing to make to achieve the goal. Uh, let me say that again. Joy 
you know, the, the hard studying that you, you've done. Uh, because you look at the end result, it uh, caused you to have some tenacity. It caused you to stick with it, uh, you know, and burn the, the midnight uh, oil, burn that candle late at night because of the joy, that end result of achieving the goal. Joy will cause you to properly departmentalize pain and suffering so that you can obtain uh, you'll erase some things. Thank God for erasers. You know, some of us, uh, I, I like I like those big erasers. You know, God has a, a large hand. He has a large eraser because he certainly, uh, it's called love. Love covers a multitude of sin. And, and so I, I thank God for the eraser because there's a lot of things, thank you, Jesus. If you don't mind, I'm just going to have my personal praise here. Uh, but it, it just, it covers a lot of things that need to be covered. Things that you don't want exposed Things that you, when you think about in your own mind, causes you to shame and tremble. When you think about in your own mind, bless your Lord God. But but I'm here today to tell you that that God has taken the that's done away with. It's gone, and that those are just the the the, the things, the warning signs of saying don't ever follow go down that path again. Uh, you know something you remind you know when you fall off a bike. Uh, you know what you did before you fell, or maybe you were riding through some sand. I rode through some sand and slipped and fell, and, you know. But I know how to, I know how to conduct myself now when I ride through certain areas and what to do and what not to do, so that I don't repeat that same thing. <laughs> Bless you, Lord God. Uh, you know, and so pain is a reminder of things, and so a joy uh, will cause you to properly see. We properly departmentalize. Uh, the pain and the suffering so that it does not hold us back, but it allows us to continue to move forward so that you can obtain. Joy takes you from mediocre to uh, above average into greatness. Let me let me say that again. When joy will take you from the mediocre, the, the mundane, the everyday thing of uh, this is how I've done it, I've always done it this way, you know, to the above average. Uh, you know, the joy is what causes the Olympian to press past being good. They might be good. They can outrun me. They can outrun you. They can outrun the person next to them. But they're going to outrun that, 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 that component of that person that's of over in Japan, over in Asia, that person that's over in Germany, uh, that person that's over in Ethiopia. If they're going to outrun any of them, they're going to have to supersede being good which means they're going to uh, uh, become greater. And the only way to become great is to think about the joy of what you're going to receive at the end. The Bible tells us in Hebrews, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race uh, that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your own mind. When there's no joy, You'll find yourself wavering, teeter-tottering, and wondering, should I continue on with this? 
uh, you know, and you'll start to start to fade a little bit, you know, and maybe someone will come along and encourage you, but but you're you're still trying to figure out if I want to do this, and so you start to wonder, you start to waver, and you become weary in your thoughts to the extent that you'll fall off, you'll faint, you'll give up. And so the Bible tells us that for the joy, there's something about the joy. Matter of fact, this, this word of God says the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's the joy that causes us to, to hold on. It's the joy. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witness. A witness is someone that heard or saw uh, something. Uh, Luke is a writer as a witness to Theophilus that I, I've heard and I've taken into account and I, I see and I, I'm, I'm taken into the account of all the witnesses so that I can encourage you and to let you know that what you have is assured. Uh, we're surrounded by witnesses that have lived a life uh, that is sanctified. They laid aside every weight. They laid aside every wind that separated them from uh, Christ. Uh, you, uh, it, it separates you. Uh, sin will separate you from the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Therefore, we're to run this race with patience. Not only to run it with patience, but we need to run it with purpose. We have endured. Uh, we have uh, endurance and tenacity. Uh, we don't give in to those things that present itself. Uh, but we keep our focus on Jesus Christ. Focus means to make him, Jesus, uh, make Christ uh, the center of your intention. It, it, he becomes the center of your activity. Uh, we keep him in clear vision. We don't let him get far from us. Uh, the Bible tells us that, uh, uh, that Elisha and Elijah, uh, that as they ministered, as, as Elisha, Elijah ministered, he told Elisha, he said, stay here. And he told him, Elisha said, no, 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 no. No, because wherever you go, I want to go with you. He was keeping him in focus. He was keeping him in clear vision. Wherever Elijah stopped, Elisha stopped. When Elijah drunk water, Elisha drunk water. Uh, in other words, he wasn't going to miss a step or miss a moment. And so when Elijah stopped to eat, he ate. When Elijah stopped asleep, he, he slept also so that he could rise up and keep him in vision and keep him focused because he had made a specific request that when you leave here, that I get a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah told him, said, if you see me, if you keep me in focus, then you'll receive the very thing that you're asking for. Well, he kept him in focus. And when the fiery chariot came to take him up, Elisha saw it. And not only did Elisha see it, but the Bible said that, that Elijah, as he was being taken up, that he threw the mantle down and Elisha caught it and went on to do more, double the work and the miracles than his mentor had done. Oh, bless your Lord, because he kept him in focus. Don't you know that keeping Jesus Christ in focus, oh, bless you, Lord God. Mm. Jesus spoke these words to his disciples to let them know that greater works you'll do than the things that I've done. 
Uh, church, let me, let me ask you a question. In church world, let me ask you a question. Where are the miracles at? Where are the spiritual, where are the greater works that are to be done? Uh, this is why it's not about just a jump and a shout. It's not just about a dance and speaking in tongues. But what about the spirit, the Holy Ghost? Uh, uh, he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Don't you know someone is thirsty? Don't you know someone is hungry? Someone is waiting to be fed, to be given a drink, and you're walking around with that water, with that inside of you waiting to be poured out. Often, uh, when, I, when I'm playing basketball with my, with, with my, with my grandson, with my, uh, you know, we'll be playing basketball, and, and, and excuse me in my folly, but, but you know, sometimes we'll be on the court, and, and I'll start singing this little song to him to distract him, that I'm a little teacup, short and stop. And here's my hand doing, here's my spot. You know, be, and then I'll, I'll go up and try to make my shot. You know, but it's a, a, but in other words, there's something inside of me that needs to be poured out. You know, there's something inside of you that needs to be poured out. And the more joy, when we allow the joy, it causes something to bubble up inside of us. And we're able to pour out. We're able to withstand. We're able to go on a little further because of the joy that is inside of us. Oh, bless you, Lord God. The Bible says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. You need to ask yourself, not from a cliche, a point of view, but really uh, take a look at yourselves and ask like David, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? What can I do for God? I didn't have a blank check to write to get myself out of the mess I was in. Oh, my God, I didn't have an attorney that could speak for me and, and, and to manipulate the jury in their mind and their thinking to get me out of the trouble that I was in. Oh, uh, but there was somebody that was righteous. There was somebody that was good. There was somebody that was without sin, that was willing to die for those that was righteous, willing to die for those that was good. Oh, uh, commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet enemies of the cross, that he would die for us so that we could be justified by his blood and saved from the wrath to come. We could not buy our way out of this mess. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't. We didn't have the right argument. You know, there's an argument that they've been using for years now that that the person did not know the wrong that they was doing. Somebody uh, just remember that the devil is a liar. Uh, listen, we see wrong and right on TV. We see wrong and right in the home. We see wrong and right as we communicate, as we uh, commute and go uh, to and fro. We see and we're exposed to what is right. So to say that I don't know or you don't know, listen, I had a dog, we had a dog named Butch and Butch would knock over the trash cans. And when Butch see you coming, Butch would run and hide. Oh, we had a cat named Tiger. Knew when she did something wrong would hide from you. So you telling me that you don't have more sense than a dog? You telling me you don't have more sense than a cat to know right from wrong? Something is not right there. 
Oh my God, Jesus. I won't even insult those that are mentally challenged with that question. Because we're talking about people that are not mentally challenged. That have not, uh, that have not been born out of season. Oh my God. But understand something. Uh, guilty as all get out. Now, all get out is a massive noun, which means uh, to an extreme or an utmost degree. Understand the Bible tells us in Romans 3 and 23. For we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. God gave us a gift and that was eternal life. Did you open the present yet? Uh, somebody was waiting to December 25th. Don't you know that day is a gift? It is the present. God is the day that the Lord has made. You ought to open it up and see what benefits have come in this day. One day, John, I heard John say this. He said, my little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. This is the best news I've heard in a long time. We have an advocate with the Father. If you've done something wrong, you have an advocate with the Father. If you said something you should not have been saying, you have somebody that's on your side that can help you out. We can no longer say we don't have a blank check. We can no longer say we don't have an attorney. We can no longer say that, that we're guilty because God has blessed us and he paid the price. God has blessed us and became our attorney. God has blessed us and now we can say not guilty. Uh, he went on to say, if you sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He's a perpetuation for our sins and not for your sin only, but for the sins of the whole world. Bless your name, Jesus. We have someone with deep pockets, someone with a big heart, an attorney uh, with no political agenda, no shenanigans, spotless record, a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God knew that from the beginning to the end. He knew what we would do. He knew the lies we would tell. He knew the, the acts we would commit. He knew the things that we would try to get away with. The stuff that we took. Put our hands on something that didn't belong to us. God knew it from the very beginning. And he sacrificed himself. Oh my God. A lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Oh that's what David said. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits unto me? He said, I'll take up the cup of salvation. I have nothing else I could do. Uh, I can't pay the price that's already been paid. And thank God for the one that paid the price uh, because his blood was untainted. Oh, my God. His blood was pure. It was clean. Oh, my God. And he paid the price. Are you with me, church? He said, I'll take the cup of salvation. And I'll call upon the name of the Lord. And I'll pay my vows in the presence of all his people. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold on to the cup of salvation. Uh, I put down the drinking. I put down the blunt. I put down everything else. But I'm holding on to the cup of salvation. I will call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, I'm not going to pick up the phone. And I'm not going to call Susie. I'm not going to call John. I'm not going to call Bill or Bertha, but I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord and I'm going to pay my vows. Whatever I told God I'm going to do, I'm going to stick with it and I'm not going to change because he didn't change on the cross. 
He didn't pop the nails out of his hand. He didn't climb down off the wood. He didn't burn, uh, my God. Uh, he didn't wipe everybody out and catch the saints up. But he stayed on the cross. He even told somebody, this day, you'll be with me in paradise. Uh, and when they crossed over, my God, he heard the gospel message that was preached to those that were sometimes disobedient when they got up off the grave. My God, the price being paid. The attorney was in the house. The jailer had to let loose. Hell had to give up. Oh, my God. Hell tasted life. Bless your name, Jesus. Hell tasted life for itself, but he was still bound with death. But those that believed the word of God, they got up out the grave and they marched down Jerusalem being set free, no longer guilty. Uh, guilty as all get out when they entered into the grave. But when they came out the grave, they were declaring not guilty. My God, you can declare not guilty today because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because of what God has done, only what he could do. Your pockets was not deep enough. Oh, my God, bless your Lord Jesus. Your excuses. Whatever excuse we could think of. We don't have to go down that path, but, but you know within your own self. What you may have thought. What you may have used to justify your actions to another person was not legit. But when it come down to what Jesus did, he saw it all. He saw it all. He saw when you was going to slap somebody. He saw when you was going to cut somebody out. He saw when you was going to lie. He saw when you was going to climb in and out of that, whatever it was you climbed in and out of. He saw it all. Thank you, Jesus. My God. And in all that, he can you just imagine the things that God, throughout the years, the centuries, the time that God has seen. And yet with all of that, he said, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so much that I lay down my life for you. The scripture says, greater love hath no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friend. So even while we were enemies of the cross, we were enemies, we forced the situation. We forced it. We forced the situation. Because remember, the scripture says what? Where there's no, uh, there's no shedding of blood, there's no what? Remission of sin. Uh, that, and so we forced the issue. We forced it. We caused it. Uh-huh. We caused it. Adam triggered it, and we followed right along with it. Born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But God said, in spite of, I can see you. Mm. I can see you. I want you to think about that. I can, I, I can see you in glory. Matter of fact, mm. Some of you can't, can't see this, but the day will come that you will be able to. I, I have a, a white stone in my hand. I have a white stone in my hand. And so don't you know that the, that the Lord, the joy that was set before him, one of those joys was, was, was him being able to hand this white stone to you. One of the joys is to be able to hand you this 
stone. See, see, the stone represents your new name that nobody knows except you. you. You know, we look forward to the graduation ceremonies, receiving our certificates and, you know, and all of that. I, I look forward to that too. But there's another looking forward to, and that is to receive the white stone that has the new name in it. Uh, there, there's something that, you know, and I, I'm just going to deal with that for a moment, see, because uh, Jesus was looking at that uh, because he is the Alpha. He's the one that's going to be doing. He's the one that's going to be giving out the rewards. Mm -hmm. There's a reward to, to be given out on that day. And so one of those rewards is a white stone that, that has a name in it. Now, soon as <laughs> Woo! Soon as that stone touches your hand, you will know your name. As soon as you receive that stone, because see, it's personal. See, this whole thing is personal. It's personal. The joy that I said before him is personal. And, you know, now, when I, when I, I love this and it, and it uh, this this movie and you you've seen it too Superman's Return I think it is where where uh, uh, it shows him in space he's in orbit you know resting and he can hear everything you know he can see everything and so you know can you imagine if they you know man's imagination is that a, a person a Superman we're talking about God now who who can see and hear everything his imagination his mind. So as a spirit, God is a spirit. He can see everybody that he has that of creation. And in his, and, and in his uh, he can see each one of us receiving that stone in our hand. And, and with that joy, it, it, it monuments to such great joy. He said, how, how can I help them? And I'm just paraphrasing. How can I? <clears throat> Excuse me. How can I help them uh, with that? By the shedding of blood. And, and so uh, uh, God made himself a body and got into that body. And that body shed blood for each of us. Bless your Lord God. So that we can receive that stone. And no one, no one, no one. The person standing right next to you that also received the stone does not know your name unless you tell them. Now, I, just, just bear with me and my folly. I, I believe that because we'll be so excited because we're all on one accord uh, in one place that we will be sharing certain information as, but uh, no one will know that name until you tell them your name. Bless you, Lord God. Aren't you glad that he paid the price? Aren't you glad you took the cup of salvation? That <sighs> you can lay hold on it right now. Lay hold on the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord and continue to pay your vow. You know, that we oftentimes we hear the the preachers be told, be instant in season and out of season. I, I'm telling the whole church, be instant in season and out of When you feel like it and when you do not feel like it. When you understand and when you don't understand. 
you do it anyhow. Bless you, Lord. I'm going to stop, but I just wanted to remind you, as I thought about it myself, I did not have a blank check. I didn't have an attorney, and I was guilty as all get out. But God made the difference. He had the right price, and he paid it. He was the voice that I could not be. And now we can all say, not guilty. Bless your Lord Jesus. Listen, if you have not, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, that's where the blood of Jesus is applied. If you have not committed your life unto him, I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to give your all unto the Lord. And I thank God because it's not a, it's not a Easter day, but it's a regular day. You know, we recognize that every day, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because if he didn't rise, we would be, this would all be in vain. This would all be a waste of time. But I, I'm, I'm not wasting my time. We might as well, as Paul said, eat, drink, and be merry. In other words, go do whatever you want to do. But that's not, but that, that's not the end of the story. Because when he rose, he rose with all the victory and power that we needed to live this life. Bless your Lord Jesus. As I said, if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the admission of your sin, I want to encourage you to do that. If you have not dedicated your life unto the Lord, dedicate yourself to Jesus. Give your life to him. There is no better, there's nothing greater to be done than to become part of the family. If you don't commit your life to him, if you don't give yourself to the Lord, you won't receive that white stone. If you don't commit yourself to him, there's so many other rewards, but let's just talk about the white stone with the new name in it. You're not going to receive that. You won't even be there when I receive mine. You won't be there when, when Sister Sharice receives hers or Sister, uh, you know, when Brother Don, you won't be there. You want to be there on that day. You want to be there when everything that you have dealt with in your life, you, when you look and say, wow, this, this paid for it all. When you recognize that everything that when we show up at the, 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 the temple, when we show up in the church and the, the service and all the faith and, you know, the things that we've done and all that we're doing in the worship, that it was already going on in glory. And we're just marrying those things that was already established. <clears throat> You want to be there. You want to be there. But you can't be there if you have not committed your life to him. You can't be there. And if you don't hold on, you become weary and you faint. You can't be there. You can't be there if you're holding on to animosity in your heart. You can't be there. You can't be there if you're holding on to unforgiveness or anything. Because Christ died 
and he forgave us all. Bless you, Jesus. He forgave us all for everything that we've done, said, dreamed about, did do, did not do. He forgave all of us. So none of us have a right to hold anything against anyone. You got to let it all go. You have to let it go. And you have to move on for the joy. The joy. There's a joy. Keep the joy focused as Christ did. When he saw you, when he saw me, when he saw uh, the masses. The Bible said that uh, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Uh, there was the following of all of us and those that was before us that was in the temple. Don't you know that he didn't see it all. He didn't see it all. There's more to be seen and there's more for us to see. He's coming back with 10,000 of his saints. We're in that number already. We're in the number. You don't want to lose your place. You don't want to lose your number. You don't want to lose your, you don't want to lose where you are. You, you want to keep your place in line. Bless your Lord Jesus. You want to be there. Because see, it's nothing like not being there and your name is called out. There's nobody there to receive it. That's why Peter said, uh, <clears throat> Repent so that your sins can be blotted out when the time of refreshing comes. That, that's what he was talking about because there is a time. Uh, Christ is risen and there is a day of refreshing that is on the way. Mighty God. There's a day that of refreshing that is fastly approaching. Whether we're called as individuals or we're called collectively. You want your sins blotted out. Some men's sins go before them. Some come after them. You want your sins to go before you. You want everything dealt with right now in the open. Oh, you don't want to be standing there for that instance. I'm going to call it an instant because it's not going to be years and days that you're standing in God's presence giving a copy. This is going to be a quick going to be quickness because of spirit. You'll be, you're going to be in spirit and it's going to be an instant that everything is either standing before you or standing after you. If it's standing after you, you won't get a stone with a new name in it. If you're a liar, he said a liar won't carry in my sight. If you're a fornicator, a adulterer, a hypocrite, anything that is out the will of God, you won't stand a chance unless you deal with it right now. There's no way around it. That's why we're in the position we're in right now. That's why we're in these bodies right now, so that we can deal with the situation right now. This is the time. This is the time to deal with whatever it is, whatever inconsistency that there is. It's not just about, oh, we're, we're celebrating a holiday. No, listen, we're celebrating every day. Because that's what it's about. They're going to change. This holiday will be on a different day next year. But Christ will be the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. 
bless your name, Jesus. So we're worshiping and praising him and magnifying him right now for who he is. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, that's a seal of redemption. Don't let nobody fool you and tell you that, that, that no, that was in the Old Testament. Listen, God's word is not done away with. We're still fulfilling his words. We're in the middle of a prophecy right now, dealing with a pandemic. Bless your Lord God. We're in the middle of a prophecy right now where the love of many is waxed cold. Bless your Lord God. My God. We need to call upon the Lord. We need to call upon the Lord. We need to call upon the Lord for your soul's salvation. He said, whosoever shall call upon his name shall be saved. Bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Take this moment. Take this time. Mighty God. Bless you, Jesus. Bless your Lord. Bless your Lord. Said, man and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? Peter said, repent and be baptized. Each one of you. Go to the church. Tell them you want to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of the sin. Tell them you understand you have some clarity that when Jesus told them to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, they knew just what he was saying. And from that moment, they carried out that great command. They even rebaptized folks that had already been baptized in the name of Jesus. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And even in this day and time, 2021 AD, the Lord is still pouring His Spirit out. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word this morning. Pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless us to walk as guiltless people with appreciation of the freedom that you have given us. Lord God, sharing your word, being a witness, Lord God, of the ministry that you have blessed us, your ministry that washed away the stain of sin. We thank you, Lord God. Pray and ask you to bless, Lord God, those that are listening near and far. Lord, strengthen, save, Lord. Lord God, those that walk through the church doors. Hallelujah, Lord God, we loose. Lord God, a blessing upon them. Lord God, and most of all, soul salvation. We ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, you ought to just tell them thank you. Bless you, Lord God. Whatever you're doing, telling them thank you is not going to stop it. It's not going to hinder it. Thank you, Lord God.
Almighty God, bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's be faithful to the Lord. Let's hold on to God and what he is, his tenacity, and remember that guilt is gone. Somebody's walking around feeling guilty. I know what it's like to walk around and feel guilty, feel overwhelmed with guilt, but I'm here today to tell you, you don't have to do that. It's a process. Yes, it is. It's a process. But, but I want you to know that that it's something that can and will be done. And you will, uh, because of the redemption, the power of God, you will overcome. God bless you. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, remember, not guilty.
Happy Resurrection in Maryland.